How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm Gorn Gio coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Giant season is over. A lot of decisions to be made by Joe Shane, Brian Dable, and everybody else up there. And, of course, two really interesting games yesterday. I can't say great games because the first game yesterday between the Bengals and the Bills was an ass-kicking. It was a flat-out ass-kicking from start to finish. There was no point in the game that I believe that the Buffalo Bills were going to win it. As I mentioned, at least in Cowboys 49ers, there was a point where I thought that the Cowboys could win the game. Their defense was playing really, really well. Dak had that big throw and catch to CeeDee Lamb. There was other times they got into the red zone or close, and then he throws, ends up throwing another pick. So there was a couple times, I mean, the Cowboys are going to be able to get this done. Never did I think that the Buffalo Bills in their own building were beating the Cincinnati Bengals from the start of that game and that first touchdown on the first drive, and then again, then 14-0. Even when it was a one-score game, I did not believe the Bills had a shot because it was just domination up front. And the big question going into this game, and rightfully so, was the injuries to the offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals. Wasn't a factor. They were manhandling people. And that Bengals defensive line was probably even better. It could have been the best unit on the field, maybe other than Joe Burrow at quarterback, but the best unit on the field for either team as they were pushing back. They were getting pressure. They were all over Josh Allen. So a spectacular performance by the Cincinnati Bengals, a team that should have never been, as we talked about on Friday, a five-and-a-half-point underdog in this game. You want to say they're an underdog? Okay, three points, three-and-a-half, five-and-a-half points, and it was six in some places. That was absolutely nuts. You know, let me take you back to Week 17 and the Monday night game in which DeMar Hamlin got injured. Uh, that's the way that game started offensively for the Bengals. They were on point the whole night, uh, you know, up to the point where DeMar gets hurt after he tackles T. Higgins. Uh, the offensive line was manhandling the Buffalo defense, and they were running the ball. They were throwing the ball, and I kind of felt like they were going to win that game. And had they won that game in Mon- on Monday night, yesterday's game would have been in Cincinnati. So, you know, Cincinnati is the team that got kind of got screwed out of all of this stuff and had to travel to Buffalo ultimately because they weren't going to replay that game. And I understand all of that. So. They had a chip on their shoulder. And then, of course, the NFL had to announce that they were going to sell tickets to the neutral site game if the Bills had beaten the Chiefs. And that came last week. So the Jaguars and the Bengals go into these games thinking, oh, well, the NFL is announcing that they're selling tickets. Well, that's just for logistical reasons. They got to give people a chance to buy tickets and to make plans to be able to go to Atlanta if, in fact, the Chiefs and the Bills both had won. Right. So Joe Mixon last week, obviously, 
was you know went went off on that whole thing. And then yesterday, Joe Burrow after the game is over, he's yelling refund, refund, refund for all the people that the fifty thousand people that had, I guess, bought tickets and now they'll have to get a refund from the NFL. And you know, and there's this thing out there, and I don't know where this comes from, but it's the business side of the NFL because you know the the guys that are the business people within the NFL, they are tasked with one thing. How do we grow the game and how do we make more money? And there's a thought out there, and I hope this never happens. It should never happen. Number one, a Super Bowl should never leave our soil. It should always be in this country for the American football fan. I don't want to see a Super Bowl anywhere. So I don't don't care how much London pays for it. I don't care how much Berlin pays for it or Mexico City. I don't want it anywhere. So I I hope the NFL brass is listening. Or the Saudis, by the way. Or maybe Qatar. (laughs) Right? Maybe we'll have it over there. But I would just say, do not do that. Do not ever do that. And the second thing I would say... Don't ever have a neutral site game for a championship game because there are reasons why teams, you know, are trying to get to the number one seed. Yeah, they want the buy, but they also want to be able to celebrate their great season if they can by winning one playoff game and having an AFC or an NFC championship game in their building. It's going to be awesome in Philadelphia with the, uh, the 49ers coming to town. And it's going to be awesome in Kansas City with the Bengals coming to town for the second year in a row. Yeah, I agree. Championship weekend would never be the same. It would feel weird. It would feel like not like the NFL if they ended up doing that. It would feel more like college football in the championship games that they have the conference championship games. I I would hate it. I would absolutely hate it. I mean, the fact that you can have these games and those teams earn that home field and the bye and be able to capitalize on that. I mean, at that point, you're just taking away more juice from the regular season. TV atmosphere, though. Yesterday they were playing a snow globe, for God's sake. Yeah. How awesome was that? It's great. I mean, it looked great. It looked great on TV, and you see the passionate fan base for the Bills and, you know, the Bengal fans that travel there. Same thing on Saturday night down in Philadelphia. The link looked great. Yeah. You know, and, you know, listen, I know it was a bad night, but there were giant fans that were at the game, and I'm sure they left at halftime, I would imagine. But the point is, like, why would the NFL even consider taking these championship games and putting them in neutral cities? It's idiotic. To me, what we saw yesterday in Buffalo and what we saw in San Francisco, Santa Clara, where they play, is exactly the atmosphere that you want for those games. And how much money could you make on a neutral site location more uh, they, than... They, they would, they, you know, cities would line up the to buy it. And then they try to make it like a mini Super Bowl is what they're thinking. And I'm sure these guys are sitting around over at the NFL office saying, okay, how do we make more money? How do we come up with more ideas? We got NFL Plus now, and that's you know undercutting all of our uh, network partners. So let's figure out what else we can do uh, to screw the fans. Yeah, you know, th- There's no way in the world you want it. And look, we all know the Super Bowl, what it's like. It's it's corporate heaven is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that you can't you know, make it two corporate heaven weeks in a row. You can't. You got you got to let teams who get the number one seed at least have the opportunity to have an NFC or an AFC championship game in their city in front of their fans. That's what you're playing for all year long. Yeah. Now, I have not heard one person say that they want this to happen. Not a single fan that I have talked it's out, to. It's out there. I well, know the fans, the fans are not going to do that. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I know that the NFL is talking about it, but I have not heard any positive reaction to that. Don't, I would say don't, don't, and don't move the Super Bowl to an international city. That would be criminal. All right, let's go to Jake, who's calling from Long Island. What's up, Jake? What's up, guys? How are we doing today? Good, man. What do you got for us? All right, so if you were to start a team right now, 
and you get a quarterback and a coach around the league, who are you taking? Take a minute to talk about it, and I'll give you my opinion, and we'll talk about it for a second if we can. <laughs> okay. Why don't you just give us your opinion? Right. All right. So I'm going with Kyle Shanahan. Yep. And I'm going with Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, those are two very good choices. I mean, I, I think that it comes down to Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. I think those are the two that you would choose from. I mean, head coach is... Andy Reid? Yeah, I mean, Andy I mean, Reid's got to be in the discussion. Man. I mean, he's got to be in the discussion. I think Kyle Shanahan also is a, a very good coach, but he hasn't gotten it done in the Super Bowl. And he's got great players, man. He's got really outstanding players. I... I have to also say that Zach Taylor has grown into a, a really good coach. I mean, uh, it helps when you have a an assassin a, as as a quarterback, and that kid played his ass off yesterday, and he made it look effortless. And there's been no coach in the history of the NFL that has had more success with the best quarterback in the league than Bill Belichick. So you have to talk about him and put him in this conversation. I would probably say I think he was talking about the last four teams, maybe that were standing here. No, he said if you're starting a team tomorrow. So it's opened up to all coaches? Oh, all right. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, Rob Sala, Zach Wilson? <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about just the teams that are left? No, I think he was talking about the whole NFL. Okay, yeah. All right. I, right. My, my right. answer would be Bill Belichick and Joe Burrow. That would be my answer. I want those guys. I'll tell you what. If you looked at Zach Taylor three years ago compared to the Zach Taylor we see today. Yeah. It is like a completely different person. I mean, he is like... wonder why. Well, Joe Burrow helps, yeah. but he just stands on that sideline and he looks large and in charge. You know, he looked a little bit over his head, you know, when they had that two and I think it was a two and 14 season, when they ended up getting Joe Burrow the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a, they benched Andy Dalton in his last year in Cincinnati. Sure. At the end of the season, they ended up securing that number one draft pick, which... Some team better do this coming year to get Caleb Williams. Um, did you see that Caleb Williams is actually going to be the starter? And I guess the uh, for for that race uh, NASCAR race card um, out at uh, come on, come on the Coliseum. Okay, so NASCAR on Fox, you know, has that race in the Coliseum. All right, and the starter is going to be Caleb Williams. How much money is he getting for that? I mean, at least $250,000, maybe more. He's a college football player. Yeah. And now he's going to be the grand marshal of this race and the starter. It's awesome. In his building. Good for him. He yeah, earned it. I guess so. The one guy that's earned it, man. Pay for play, baby. Damn right. Uh, let's go to Lena in Lake Grove. Oh, what's up, Lena? Good morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? All right, Lena. How are you doing today? Uh, well, you know, I um, first of all, thanks for taking the call, and I appreciate everything you guys do. I said to Al, I said I was trying to get through all last week. What do you got me on the pay no mind list? Uh-oh, Al. Oh, you are you are in trouble. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I did see her up there, and when I would go to her, she would be gone, and then I'd be you yeah. know, busy. Listen, it's all good. It's all good. I know. Listen, you guys are working. A lot of people calling. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But if I just could have a few minutes on... Um, you know, so, so yeah, Saturday night's loss, man, that was tough to take, right? Um, but you know what? For me, as a Giant fan, the win in Minnesota was mm. so fresh in my mind. And the way we played, I mean, that was a near-perfect game. So going into Philly, of course I knew that was a tall order, but we were a completely different team. 
um, on the field in Philly. And, um, and for me, that was tough to take. Like, you know, the identity of who we are and who we're trying to be. Do I, do I feel this season is a complete washout? Absolutely not. I have a lot of hope. I, the formula is working. You know, we just, um, you know, we went to a, we went to play the number one seed, a team that, you know, has been, you know, fresh out the gate, man. You know, um, everything's been working and nothing was working for us Saturday night. I'm grateful we put seven points on the board and we didn't get shut out. But, um, but you know, can I say today that I'm, re- I'm disappointed? I'm disappointed we lost. I'm disappointed how we lost. Um, you know, having our defense on the field as long as they were, you know, time of possession, you're not going to win games like that, man. But, um, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch, see what we do in the off season. And I still believe, man, I believe in, you know, I, I, you know, a lot of people didn't believe we'd even be in the position we were. And that speaks volumes. So, um, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of, I'm proud of the season that, that, that we produced. And I'm definitely, you know, hopeful for next season. Yeah, Lena, and great hearing from you. I think that's a very adult, mature take on the New York Giants. And I know that there's going to be a lot of fans that are very, very upset. But, you know, as you get farther away from the game, I think that most people and most Giants fans will feel like Lena does. And it's just amazing to see how different an offense can look when you play a real defense. And the Philadelphia Eagles have a real defense as opposed to one of the worst defenses in football that they face in Minnesota with an airhead defensive coordinator that ended up losing his job. And, and the reason why, you know, there's three teams left that have phenomenal defenses. And the Bengals showed that yesterday. I mean, they hadn't been a great defense the entire year, but they're rounding into shape again, just like they did last year. And they have one of the best defensive coordinators in football, Lou Anarumo, whose name is all over these broadcasts, and rightfully so. The San Francisco 49ers defense has been number one in football the entire year. They are in the championship game. A team that gave them, you know, a good game yesterday, the Dallas Cowboys, very good defense. The Philadelphia Eagles, as we just mentioned, good defense. So that's why the Kansas City Chiefs, eh, you know, I mean, that's, and Patrick Mahomes being hobbled. And that's why I really do, I'm, I'm going to like the Bengals in this game through the entire week, but just shows you, I mean, that's what you have to, when it comes down to these games, you got to have a top 10 defense if you want to win a Super Bowl. You have to. Or or you have to have Patrick Mahomes that's going to overcome all that. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately for him, he's going to be hobbled and it's it's going to have a, it's gonna have a significant impact on his overall game. Um, and then, of course, you got to remember when he does get tackled, what, what what happens there? You know, does he get does he get up from the tackle? The one thing I will say that Kansas City has that Buffalo didn't have, and that is a guy by the name of Chris Jones. And Chris Jones is one of the best defensive linemen in the league. And he he literally, you know, is a guy that is a matchup nightmare for the Bengals. Yeah, well, the Bills did have that guy, and then he ended up being out for the rest of the Von year. Miller, Von yes. Miller, so that really did change. I also thought, didn't you feel like, and I and I always felt like this as a player that. If there was going to be snow and it was going to be on the field, that it was going to be an offensive advantage because we knew where we were going. They had to respond. Sure. Yeah. Now, the pass rush for the Bengals was much better than the pass rush for the Bills yesterday. And and Joe Burrow kind of negotiated some of those tougher plays and made some great plays down the field. But I just think that the Bengals were shorthanded yesterday. And for whatever reason, the Buffalo Bills defense had a hell of a time with the weather. 
and they got just trucked. I yeah. mean, you know, and the Bengals hadn't been running the ball all that great uh, leading up to this game, but they just gashed them. Joe Mixon had a big game. P. Ryan was bowling people over. They were just, it was just way more physical. The, the Bills didn't have a shot. I mean, that was just like a, a men against boys up front type of game from Cincinnati. So, Al, uh, have you looked at the weather in Kansas City next uh, Sunday night? Because we have the late game. I have not. Maybe I'll take a quick look. Maybe you can look. do that for me and see Is what this that Kansas is. City, Kansas or Missouri? <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. So Missouri. Kansas Are you City. serious? Missouri. Yes, I am serious. Yeah, right. All right, let's see. 10-day weather forecast. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, let's see. I've got uh, Sunday uh, a.m. snow showers. Okay, well, with the game's not until, I don't think we go on until like, what, six or something next You got week? a low of eight degrees Sunday night. Oh, come eight. on. <laughs> with 12-mile-per-hour winds. Are you kidding me? Yeah, eight's nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I wonder if that, that eight is going to be like... Hey, maybe we should move this game to uh, Atlanta. <laughs> is that eight going to be when you guys are outside? I hope so. All right, so the game starts at 6.30 p.m. That means we're on the air at 6 o'clock. Okay. Yeah, so we'll be outside for a half an hour. Five o'clock, Kansas City, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so it'll probably be like maybe 15 by the time you're out there. Maybe not a low of eight. You'll be in the teens. But you yeah, got to wear that headband and sunglasses again. Yeah, I was thinking about doing that. Again, they brought that up yesterday, yeah. <laughs> that was from, from us from last year, though. Yeah, very good. Looks good, man. I look good there. Was that headband and sunglasses last year? No, or two it was two years, years ago. That was two years ago. Okay. So I got really sick when I came back, and you guys Yeah. Were like, yep. That's right. I remember. You're always sick. And I'm like, yeah, those damn porta potties in Kansas City. Yeah, stay away from those. Please don't do that again. I, what am I supposed to do? I mean, take one of those stadium things that are, are available on Amazon? So now you have to keep... So this is three years in a row with Kansas City. Yes. You guys are going to be there. So think about it. Like, you went viral the last two times. You had <laughs> the, had the, the sunglasses and the headband. Yeah. And then last year was the speaker. So how are you, you going to top this year? I don't know. It's, uh, it's called fire for effect. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what this year's drama is going to be. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. CBS Sports Network. I know you're looking for some traditional hats to wear, winter hats for the AFC Championship game outside when it's going to be 10 degrees or 8 degrees. I have to say, one of my favorite companies, Dale of Norway, has some great hats. Absolutely. I've been looking at them. Carrying on with the Norwegian theme and all that other stuff, that actually could be a good look for TV, I think. But I've got this gray wolf faux fur hood that I think you should consider. Wolf hood? Yeah, where it's... uh, have you seen this, Jerry? So this is guy. It's got the ears. <laughs> it's got like these long feet things that are there. So I'm Did sure that, that I'm sure Peter would love this one. It is faux. All right, but just don't tell anybody. It's not real. What do you think about that? If you showed up on the set with that thing, you look like you're wearing a fox on your head. You could show that to TV, couldn't you? They're that not, is tremendous. Not be able to see yeah, they'll be able to see that. What do you think, Al? You think that's a hat I should wear? Uh, I like that one. I'm about to tweet out on the show account six other hats that could be up for consideration. But right. I really like that do you, one. Do you have Do you have a Dale of Norway hat in there? I don't know the names. Uh, and okay. I don't, so I, I, I'm going pictures only. Pictures only. Okay. Throw this one up there, Alan. This thing. Can you the the, the wolf hood? See what people think. <laughs> well, I that. think the wolf hood would probably be the winner, and I don't think Drew Kaliski would let me wear that. Why not? It'd be freezing. Yeah. Exactly. He'd be like, hey, Drew, you get out here the whole time, you know? Like NFL Network did a game in Buffalo a few yes. weeks ago, and it was like zero degrees, and all they would talk about is how cold they were. In this case, you would be focused on football if you wore that hat. I'm always focused on you football, Jerry. Cold. You know that. I, yeah, I know, but you wouldn't have to worry about being cold. You'd be ready to rock. I don't worry about it being cold, Jerry. I'll handle it. All right. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Maybe but, give... Since Drew Kaliski's not on the air, give him the wolf. <laughs> yes. That'd be a nice gift, huh? I just tweeted some if you want to take a look on the show account. Okay. I will look. These are options. These are options. For a boomer to wear at the AFC Championship game in Kansas City. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> that lower left-hand corner. Look at that one. <laughs> Pretty good. So it's out there on the morning show account right. uh, at WFAN Mornings if you'd like to uh, take a look and, uh, and chime in. What is that orange one? Is that a face mask? That's like a serial killer mask, but it is a winter hat. Oh, it is. <laughs> I think the Golden State Killer wore that. Yeah, I, listen, Al, I, I don't think I'm wearing any of these hats. That's not, maybe the one, the lower middle, I could see something like that. Yeah, that one with the flaps. Yes, I could definitely see that. One of you guys should, so, should so, show some balls like the players and go out there in short sleeves. Yeah. <laughs> Just, like Coach Coward did that. <laughs> <laughs> Frostbite my ass. <laughs> Shirtless Bill Coward. That would go viral. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> you want views? 
Touch my hard nipples, mate. <laughs> Touch them. <laughs> Cut through glass. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't even saying shirtless. I just meant uh, no sleeves. <laughs> like those linemen. Give me a pane of glass. <laughs> I'll cut right through with these nipples. <laughs> All right. I'm literally thinking about Bill Cowher's nipples right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Come on. Better than the Cowboy game, right? <laughs> yeah, why well, living that? That's a fair point. Yeah. All right, Jerry, what's going on? Man? Uh, brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by the Progressive New York Boat Show. Visit NY Boat Show. At Cowboys Niners wrapped up Divisional Weekend, or what Al likes to call Super Wild Card Divisional Weekend <laughs> in the NFL. Uh, Niners, Cowboys, and San Francisco came away with the win. Their defense was spectacular. Here's a quick snap to Dak Prescott on third down. Steps up in the pocket, gets out left. He gets tackled from behind. The 49ers, Nick Bosa, Samson Abercom, combine on Dak. And the Cowboys go three and out. And they- Is that the same guy Jason Witten couldn't yes, say? Yes, yes. Ibuke, Ibuke, Well, Niners Radio didn't have too much of a problem with it there. Oh, was he last year with the Rams? So, well, he was with the Rams at yes. one point, yes. But Samson Ibukam. Yes. Well, they had no issues there with him. 19-12 was the final scores. The Niners beat the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys forced a punt in that spot with 2.05 to go. Didn't work out. They did get the ball back, but did nothing with it. Uh, here is Brock Purdy. He is a, um, he's a quarterback going to the NFC Championship game. He's unbeaten. He continues to win. So how great was that feeling when you saw the game go final? Right now I'm still focused in a sense with, you know, just the game and, you know, what we could have done or, or, you know, to be better, you know. But, yeah, it's pretty cool to, you know, see the clock at zero and then you see, like, the Niners over the Cowboys. That's pretty sweet in, in, the, in the playoffs. 19 for did 29, 214 yards. Did you see Kyle Shanahan yelling at him behind the play sheet? I did not. Yeah, so Kyle was holding up the play sheet as mm-hmm. Brock Purdy was coming over, and you could just, you know, that he's just ripping into him about something. At what point in the game was this? Well, this is when he didn't. He he almost let the clock run out at the end oh, of the yeah, half, yeah, yes, yeah. and didn't get the ball. He finally did get the ball out in time, but, but almost one did second not. left. Yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> it's, uh, just goes to show you. I mean, he's just a kid, man. Yeah, but, but that was like the only that. mistake he's made in eight games. <laughs> George, yep, George Kittle, five catches for 95 yards, including that juggling catch that we played last hour for you. Uh, Dak Prescott, two picks that led to two San Francisco field goals. Here was Mike McCarthy. This is not what we intended. Obviously, just extremely disappointed. Um, you know, this is this has been an incredible journey. You know, with this with this group of men, and yeah, we we just we came up came up short tonight to to a very good football team. Yeah, and so afterwards- and he assaulted that cameraman. No, I didn't. I know, I'm being facetious. So silly. The, the cameraman, though, tweeted out, he's like, I, thank you for everybody reaching out to me, thinking that Coach McCarthy did push me, but you know, we had a conversation after the game and privately. I'm like, stop it. Yeah, I mean, It was nothing. I know, I know it was nothing. Think but about the Belichick shoves in the past. Sure, of course. <laughs> but, I mean, this guy said we had a private conversation. For what? He had a private conversation with Mike McCarthy. It's ridiculous. And here was Jerry Jones. Uh, he has said all along McCarthy's not going anywhere, so he was asked about it after the loss. Jerry, you said before the Tampa Bay game that nothing that happened that night could impact your thoughts on that coach Mike McCarthy. Does a result like this change anything in your mind with him? No. No. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, he was. Know, I mean, the writers asking about a guy's job. Yeah. Right. Like right after the game's over. Yeah. Are you going to fire him? Yeah. I mean, like, come on, man. How about you? I like you your ass. Your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He yeah. was. Jerry looked like he was about to cry. Yeah. And the po- he looked as 
as down as I've ever seen him. So, so that's it. Uh, we get to suck on that all week. Oh, no, actually all uh, spring and winter, uh, spring and summer now is what they get to suck on. Yes, okay. Uh, Tony Pollard did suffer a broken leg in the second quarter, does need surgery. San Francisco and Philly, Sunday NFC title game. As for the Bengals, a win in Buffalo and a decisive win. Shotgun snap, short drop by Burrow. The pressure comes from the left. He throws oh, it. Oh, big. Caught at the beginning. Chase straight ahead nice. into the end zone. Nice. Touchdown oh, oh, on the oh. opening drive. For Cincinnati, <laughs> we're all going to get moist. Hmm. <laughs> well, it was wet yesterday and snowy, so that's fair. Bengals radio with the call. They would go up early, fourteen nothing. Never look back. Beat the Bills in Orchard Park, twenty-seven ten. Two touchdowns early for Joe Burrow. One to Chase, one to Hayden Hurst, and that be that. Here was Burrow on CBS with Tracy Wolfson. So much for that game in Atlanta, huh? Everyone talking about a neutral AFC Championship game. Not even thinking about you guys. How much did that motivate? you coming into this. You better send those refunds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. They sold 50,000 tickets. Yeah, well, they uh, had to. Logistically, game. they had to. Understand, Every time this graphic goes up, there's a different it's picture a of Burr. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's always the same Ken Anderson picture, always the same Joe Burrow picture, but it's a different one of you every time. Yeah, they're, they're having fun at my expense. <laughs> no, I know. But this, this one, is a good one. This though. is a flattering one. The last one was not. Okay. The last one made it look like he played in 1934. Yeah, right. it, was, it was black and white. <laughs> Yeah, the mustache. <laughs> Here was uh, Cam Taylor Britt. He posted this as he was going off the field. We're coming for the Chiefs now. Hey, man, that's how we're going to get the door, baby. We'll see you airhead. They got to pay us! <laughs> yes, they have to play you. That is true. Uh, as for the Bills, this is a tough one. They thought they were going to be Super Bowl contenders. They are not. They will not even make it to the title game. Here is Sean McDermott. The message to the club. Keep their head up. You know, this is a tough league, and it's a tough business that way, and you learn from things like this. Um, I'm, I'm proud of them, even though this, this hurts. I'm proud of them in the way they handled themselves with class this year and, and, the, uh, and, and the ups and downs and the adversity that, that they faced. And they certainly had a lot of it between DeMar Hamlin, the injury, the snow they've dealt with, the blizzards. They've had a lot of stuff going on, injuries, all sorts of stuff. So, anyway, you got the Niners and the Eagles on Sunday afternoon, followed by the Chiefs. And uh, and the Bengals. One quick one before I get to the Giants. This was Nick Sirianni. So you wonder what teams think of as us. Sports radio, media types. Here was Nick Sirianni. I'm not sure if this was after the game Saturday night or if this was yesterday. But I guess it was someone from WIP that asked him a question about uh, the way they play defense against the Giants the night before. And Sirianni says, pretty good, huh? Just seven points. Mm-hmm. And then he would continue. And I don't know if it's you guys. It might be. And he's talking about the defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, by the way. And I don't know if it's you guys. It might be more uh, other people. Um, I was going to say names, Angela. Right. Uh, but this guy is an unbelievable coordinator. The, the fact that he doesn't get respect from our radio station blows my mind. It blows my mind. And I know you work at the radio station, too. So I'm not even going to say anything about you. But, like, it blows my mind. <laughs> he just called them right out. Wow. <laughs> so he's listening man yeah he's listening driving into the facility that's pretty good Either that or he's on their show every week and maybe he yells at him Who yeah knows? it's true could but be that too. still to call him out like that in the press conference it was pretty funny <laughs> anyway. nick sirianni's got that like real edgy unlikable thing going on if you're not a fan of the eagles sure. Yeah, he I mean, fits. Like he is, he looks like an eagles coach he's yeah, perfect no. for them <laughs> i know and they are really they are really good I hate to admit it, but yeah, but God, again, like good. you guys, like so, we came in here after the Minnesota game. We said, "Man, Daniel Jones played the perfect game. Their offense was awesome, you know." And 
I warned you guys that this was going to be a completely different set of circumstances. That the defense I agree with you. for the for the Eagles is completely different than the Vikings. And now the Eagles beat up on the Giants. It's not shocking. It looked like that game, the first game they played this year. That's exactly what that game looked like. Even worse, I would say. But that first game they played, you could see the discrepancy between the two rosters. But the difference in talent is crazy. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And think about the Eagles organization. You know, they they move on from Andy Reid, who got them to a million championship games and a Super Bowl, which was probably not an easy thing to do. Then they screwed up with Chip Kelly in the middle. But then they get Doug Peterson, who wins the Super Bowl for him. Now they've got Nick Sirianni, who's got him in the championship game as a one seed. I mean, that that's very difficult to do to hit on three coaches like that in such a short period of time. Yeah. It is working for them, for sure. All right, as for the Giants, so you'll hear from uh, Brian Dable and Joe Shane today at 12 p.m. Uh, one thing clear, Julian Love, a big fan of Daniel Jones. Daniel has all the tools of the trade. He has the arm, he has the capability, he has the leadership, the effort, the hard work that it takes to be an elite quarterback. I think he re- won a lot of games for us this year. As much as I don't believe in wins and losses as a quarterback stat, he did his thing for us this year. And so certainly a big fan there. Um, here was I think this is the clip you were talking about earlier from Leonard Williams. Uh, this, was, this wasn't right after the game. This was yesterday with the media. He was asked if he would take a pay cut to stay with the Giants. It's something that I haven't thought about yet, so it's like hard to answer right away. It's probably something I would have to talk to my agent, something I would have to see, like, how they're feeling upstairs and all that type of stuff. But I haven't really thought about it yet, and, you know, I'm considering all uh, possibilities. Hmm. Tough question to ask, but you probably won't talk to them again for months. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very hard to retain him. I mean, this is, you know, everything changes. If you're going to pay a quarterback market value, everything changes. And guys are going to not be on this roster that you want to be on this roster. And that's where Joe Shane's job comes in. That's why they hired him is to rebuild this thing and do it with your guys. But there's going to be, it's going to be a different look team next year for sure. do something, and I, I know the quarterback club would love this. Isn't there a way where you can make the quarterback pay almost separate? It just, it ruins teams. So you, you'd basically say the quarterback can get up to 20% of the overall and not have that impact the rest of the yeah. team. Yeah. Something like that. 20% of the overall salary cap number that that is reserved for a starting quarterback. If you have one that deserves that kind of money, yeah, there's about five or six of them: Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. You know, those are the guys who are going to get the money. The interesting thing is going to be what is going going on with Lamar Jackson down in Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, I it feels like he's gone to me, but I, I mean, that, John Harbaugh said two hundred percent he's their quarterback. Yeah, well, Mike Vrabel said that as long as he was there, AJ Brown was going right. to be there. And three days later, they traded him again. You know, you, they're going to have to make a really hard decision down there. And there is a team that uh, my buddy uh, Mike Valenti from our kickoff show on Saturday mornings yeah. he came up with a team for Lamar Jackson. I didn't even think about it because they're kind of off my radar, and they're kind of off all of our radars. But it would make one hundred percent sense. Pumba Femth, Pumba Femth, get him here. So if uh, if they traded him to the Atlanta Falcons, okay, that would work. That that to me seems like it fits and it works because they they ran the ball effectively. They had Marcus Mariota. They didn't you know. Yeah. Could you imagine if they had Greg Roman as their offense coordinator, brought Lamar Jackson down there and put him on the Falcons? Yeah, that would sell tickets down there in Atlanta. That would sell sponsorship. That would make them well, relevant again. Makes a ton of sense. I mean, <laughs> thank you. Wherever wherever he goes, that impact will happen. You know, except for Baltimore already. No, but what, the point being is that it's an NFC team that is in dire need of some juice for their franchise. Yeah. 
And, you know, it's a team that, you know, had been to the Super Bowl a few years back, but has been kind of like treading water ever since. Nets beat the Warriors 120-116. Couple of wins in a row. Kyrie Irving had 38. Nets, uh, rather, Knicks lost in Toronto 125-116. Four straight losses for the Knicks. Gary Trent had 24 in this game. Uh, Lakers beat the Blazers notable because L.A. trailed by 25 at the half. They came back for the nine-point win. LeBron had 37 in this game. Also, the Suns led the Grizzlies by 29 in the third. Had a hold-on two-point win, 112-110. Devils beat the Penguins in overtime 2-1. The game winner from Dougie Hamilton. Uh, you got Rangers, Panthers tonight, Islanders in Toronto tonight as well, and UConn blew out Butler by 30-86-56. Number one, Houston lost at home to Temple I-1. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places well working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like t-mobile we have america's largest 5g network so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hi, Boomer Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. So I've been lucky enough to be able to park my car in the Icon garage right around the corner for the last couple of months. So I've gotten to know some of the guys in there. And this morning I pull in and the guy says to me, hey, good morning. You know, I give him a big good morning in there because they, they're just they do a tremendous job. No matter how like tired I am or whatever the weather is, big good morning. And he goes, oh, man, it's like not a good morning for me. And I'm like, oh, no, what happened? I was like, you tired or something? You okay? You're not feeling well? I said, no, 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 man. He goes, Daniel Jones. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, you're a Giants fan? He goes, no, 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 not a Giants fan. He's like, I lost 
on his over-under rushing yards. <laughs> That shows you where we're at right that, now. That's the problem right in, now, in, yes. the, in the world of sports fans, he goes, yeah, man. I'm like, you're still thinking about your, your over-under Daniel Jones rushing yards prop on Monday morning after Saturday night? And he goes, yeah, yeah, man, it was tough. I said, yeah, He well. was probably waiting all day to tell you. Yeah, maybe. I Possibly. But uh, we had a little bit of a uh, a laugh about it. And I did. I love the 49ers. It was a little bit closer than I thought it was going to be, but that was the one I felt most confident in. So I made a wager on FanDuel Sportsbook with that uh, and had a victory. So the, that was nice to end the weekend. But, man, it's just, as we've seen all year, uh, even though Jerry had a great year of picks, it is tough to predict these games. Yes, it is. And more so than ever. Uh, all right, let's go to our buddy Radimus down in Houston now. What's up, Radimus? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing this morning? Great, man. What do you got for us? Man, I'm just flying high, baby. I was talking about Thursday, Friday. I was talking about the Giants and this guy. You talking about wearing his shirt, not wearing his shirt. Talking about Danny Dimes. That, oh, he's looking real good. Come on, man. Y'all saw that game. Y'all saw how good we were doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, you saw. I mean, the, the the Vikings obviously didn't have the defense to keep up, and then the Philadelphia Eagles just stomped the Giants out. I mean, they just you know the the top two teams in the NFC are so much better than everybody else. The Cowboys were right there, and they gave the Forty ers a good game, but still, they were better than the Cowboys. Those top yeah, two teams yeah, yeah. are just they're they are tough, man. Man, I ordered, I ordered, I ordered about fifty wings. Um, I thought I was gonna be sitting there nervous and everything. I thought we went up about two times. I was like, man, came back on my couch. I, I had nothing to worry about. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sit back and enjoy your team, watching them thrash your like your number one rival. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. come on, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for San Francisco. I'm definitely not gonna put no money on that, but I'm ready. And then uh, let me get a chance to make another point. You guys were talking a while back about bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. And all about this pizza stuff that you guys were talking about. Man, I've been struggling trying to find me a good pizza out here in Houston. And they don't believe in bacon, egg, and cheese. They don't believe in iced coffees. Man, all I can have is me a good, a good water burger. Yeah, Whataburger is is good. I was down there in Dallas one time and had it, and it was actually it was it was up for the hype. But yeah, it's going to be tough finding. That type of stuff. I mean, I remember in Pittsburgh, you know, you call it like a, a bacon, egg, and cheese or an egg sandwich. You're going to get an egg sandwich this morning. Yes. So I remember you know, me and Josh Miller, who I work with, who was the former uh, Patriots punter. He was from New Jersey. So when I said egg sandwich or, or you know, breakfast sandwich or egg, egg sandwich, it meant like a bacon, egg, and cheese in the morning. But the Pittsburgh people thought we were eating egg salad sandwiches. Because they'd never heard of that before. And I was like, what are you talking about? You don't understand what this is? Right. What's wrong with you people? So I remember one person on a remote's like, oh, I brought you an egg sandwich. I opened it up. It was egg salad. I'm like, this is not what we're talking about here, man. We're talking about yeah, like a legit. Go, no matter where you go, you know that. It's not the same. And you know, you spent all those years in Cincinnati. It's just oh, yeah. not the well, same. Well, I got Cincinnati straightened out. I got uh, Boar's Head. Oh, good. Out Smart. There. That is awesome. Yeah, there was, a, uh, there was a little red barn outside my neighborhood where I lived in Villa Hills, Kentucky. And I went in there, and I went to order a ham and Swiss on rye with a little bit of mayo, right? So they gave me the ham and Swiss. I said, what, what, what is this? Deets and Watson or, or something? something like that. I'm yeah. like, some fugazi fuck. Yeah. So I convinced that guy that owned that uh, market to bring in Boar's Head. So I went there last year. Yeah. Uh, and went back to that place just for a little, uh, you know, we did a little tour of where I had the house and everything. Gunnar was with me. 
And we went back to the Red Barn, and there's a big sign. We carry boar's head. <laughs> That's great. Some 40 years later. That is awesome. Well, obviously, it was the right decision for them. Oh, and I'm sure people go out of their way to get the boar's head. Uh, Danielle in Santa Mauritius. What's up, Danielle? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. All right, Danielle. What's happening? Right. I, I got to be really quick because my second graders are coming in now, and I can't let them hear me talk like this. <laughs> um, but I, wa- <laughs> I wanted to get your take on Stefan Diggs. Douche or no douche? Oh, interesting one. Now, he is... This Definitely is a, douchey behavior yesterday. Yeah, Definitely. Yes, yesterday for sure. Now, I... I there's been douchey behavior. I can't go full douche because I do think the guy is a good guy, but there are douchey tendencies. As you saw, I mean, he forced his way out of Minnesota because he didn't like Kirk Cousins. He also, I remember there was this thing that they did in the Vikings locker room when he was on the Vikings where they asked all the players, like a funny locker room thing, who's the one player in this locker room you don't want your daughter to date? And 95% of them said Stephon Diggs. Right. Yeah. So there's there's some douchey tendencies in there, but I douche. can't. I can't go full douche with Stephon no, Diggs. He's a, he's a really good player, but, you know, he snaps. And a lot of players around the league snap like this. And his uh, his actions yesterday were embarrassing. He also left the locker room, you know, bef- quickly. And then Duke Johnson had to go back and get him and bring him back into the locker room. I mean, it's not just about you. I mean, like, that's, you know, he's a great, you know, he was a great player in Maryland, too, by the way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And he was a, a kick returner, and he did amazing things on the football field, but he dropped, like, the sixth or seventh round of the draft for some reason. Yeah, and this is, they're showing the video, and clearly he was, he's got his arms out, and he's telling Josh Allen he was open, and Josh Allen's not even looking up at him. He's refusing to look up at him douche. while he's doing this, these uh, histrionics. Tough. I mean, you know, it's, it's tough, like, when you lose games like this, and, you know, Dak Prescott's got to stand up after the game. After he doesn't play really well, doesn't blame anybody, takes it on himself. Says, yeah. "I'm going to, I'm going to be better next time. I got to stop doing this." And and may it may come across as he, to me, it comes across as genuine. Like he really wants to be better, and he knows how disappointed his fan base is. And that the discussion around the offseason is going to be: Do we get Derek Carr? Do we do this? Do we yeah, do yeah. that? I mean, like he's your quarterback. You're not going anywhere without him. So you going douche or no douche? I'm saying no douche for douchey tendencies, but if I have to... Douchey make- tendencies, 100%. But probably a very difficult guy to deal with. But I'll go no full douche on him. Half a douche, if I can. If that's part of the game. That, that douche. was douchey yesterday. Yes, without a doubt. Again, like when I was talking about Mac Jones. Sure. Douchey tendencies. Absolutely. All right, we're in Geo on the fan at CBS Sports. Douchebag. Hey! Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.